You're listening to the Berkeley Technology Law Journal podcast. This is Five Minutes in Tech Law. Here are some recent technology law headlines we thought you should know about. I'm Ye Xixu, and I'm Maximo Orsero. Today we'll be covering the American Bar Association's 2019 Tech Report, antitrust concerns related to user data, online speech, and India's plan to regulate social media. Last week. The American Bar Association released its Tech Report for 2019, which focuses on cloud computing and cybersecurity for lawyers and law firms. The report raises the alarm on the current state of cybersecurity practices at most law firms. For instance, the report found that one out of every four survey respondents reported that their firm had experienced some sort of security breach. Similarly, only one in four survey participants stated that their firm has a cybersecurity incident response plan. The report is based on a survey assessing the current cybersecurity measures undertaken by law firms with relation to technology policies, security tools, security breaches, viruses, spyware, malware, physical security measures, and backup. The ABA also noted that cybersecurity may be reaching a crisis point in lawyers' use of cloud services, since the survey showed that while law firms remain slow at adopting cloud computing technologies, when they have done so. Many have failed to adopt basic cybersecurity practices. Lawyers, in particular, should care about implementing strong cybersecurity programs. The report states that lawyers' duties of competency, communication, and confidentiality, according to the ABA model rules of professional conduct, require consideration for cybersecurity issues. The ABA's 2019 Tech Report is a reminder that cybersecurity is a major issue that needs to be taken seriously by all legal practitioners. As the document states, quote, "If you take only one thing from this tech report to add to your 2019 technology agenda, it should be to up your game on cloud security, for your sake, and even more so for the sake of your clients." Unquote. Last week, the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Antitrust invited experts to testify on how the major tech platforms' massive data collection practices. Could hurt consumer privacy. The experts expressed concerns that increased monitoring by the big tech companies could threaten customer welfare. Federal Trade Commissioner Rohit Chopra, one of the economics and technology experts who testified before the antitrust panel, pointed out that consumers are actually paying with their personal information as they enjoy the so-called free services provided by tech firms. Chopra said that the take-it-or-leave-it terms of use employed by the tech giants essentially force consumers to share their personal data. According to the Law 360, academics and policymakers are split on the appropriate regulation of these technologies. On the one hand, proponents of stronger antitrust enforcement argue that it would make it easier for startups to enter into the market because the current advantage of big tech companies is their control of data. On the other hand, experts like Rosin Layton of the American Enterprise Institute express that regulations can overreach in a way that defies their pro-competition intent, and she cited the Europe General Data Protection Regulation and the California Consumer Privacy Act as examples. According to the New York Times, quote, the hearing was the latest in a wide-ranging antitrust investigation by the House into the companies. Unquote. This increased antitrust scrutiny from the House and federal agencies could see big tech companies rethinking parts of their current business models that rely heavily on the monetization of consumers' data. 
Last week, the House of Representatives held a hearing called Fostering a Healthier Internet to Protect Consumers, focusing on potential reform of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Section 230 exempts websites such as YouTube and Facebook from liability for certain offensive or otherwise illegal content posted on their platform. At least in principle, the person who posted the offending content should be the one that could be found liable. This provision is controversial as it forces a debate on the role that tech companies need or need not play as moderators of speech. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi recently called Section 230 a gift to big tech companies. However, Elliot Harmon, activism director at the nonprofit Electronic Frontier Foundation, responded in the New York Times op-ed last week that the biggest beneficiaries of Section 230 are internet users and not internet companies, and that without Section 230, the internet would be a more confined place, one with fewer spaces where we can all gather, socialize, and share ideas. UC Berkeley computer science professor Annie Farid, who testified before the House hearing, rejected the notion that reasonable and responsible content moderation will lead to the stifling of an open exchange of ideas. He cited the example of Facebook and YouTube banning pornography, which is speech protected by the First Amendment, out of a fear that their platform would be littered with pornography and scare away advertisers. Farid stated that tech giants shouldn't, quote, ban protected speech and then hide behind freedom of expression as an excuse for inaction, unquote. On Monday, the Indian government filed a legal document with the country's Supreme Court, indicating that it plans to introduce rules to regulate social media apps and other services that depend on user-generated content. In the legal filing, the Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology said that the Internet had, quote, emerged as a potent tool to cause unimaginable disruption to the democratic polity, unquote. TechCrunch reports that this filing is a response to an ongoing case in India filed by Facebook to prevent the government from forcing WhatsApp to trace and reveal the originator of a message. Government officials said that the circulation of fake news and other misuse of internet platforms are growing threats to, quote, individual rights and the nation's integrity, sovereignty, and security, unquote. At the same time, others worry about potential negative effects of such rules, for example, limitations on free speech and the invasion of users' privacy. The government is expected to formulate the rules regulating these social media apps by January 15, 2020. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was brought to you by Alan Holder and members of podcast team at Berkeley Technology Law Journal. This episode was produced by Veronica Bucknott. We are committed to bringing you interesting news and conversations involving the intersection of law and technology. If you enjoyed our podcast, please support us by subscribing and rating us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you found our podcast, so we can reach other listeners. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, write us at bdlgpodcast at gmail.com. Information presented is not legal advice and may not be up to date. This podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. Don't get legal advice from a podcast. Talk to a lawyer.